Welcome to another episode of Simply Sales and Marketing. Today we have, I always say we have a very special guest, but today we have a really special guest. He is founder of the LinkedIn Client Accelerator. So you might already know him from LinkedIn because he has a huge following. His name is Richard Moore. And Richard and I used to actually work at the same company. Uh, Richard talks about how you can drive leads from LinkedIn. He's also big in sales. Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Really nice to be here, Charlie. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, some intense tactical questions here. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. So just sort of, you know, you have a really interesting story because obviously now we're on LinkedIn, we're seeing the rise of, you know, creators, personal branding, and you were there sort of way before, like five years ago, you said to me before most people got there. So you help um, nine figure solopreneurs build their brand. You've helped hundreds of clients also around the world. Lots of people struggle with creating content on LinkedIn and using LinkedIn to be able to convert that content into actual leads and then business. So talk us through, because you, you jumped out of a corporate company, had a really successful sales role. What got you to to where you are now and creating your own business from from LinkedIn? Yeah, um, that's a big question. So it's been eight years. Uh, I'll try and keep it brief. Um Leaving corporate was a, an interesting thing because um, there was very little I had to work with other than my skill set. Uh, I didn't have a brand behind me or any kind of company name or anything like that. Uh, it was a case of I had to just go make it happen. And that actually is kind of your answer. Uh, so if you go back 2013, 2014 or so, like the, the thing that got me the results to start with was the right mindset. And it was... I've got a wife, a new baby, mortgage, car, and all bills to pay, and there's no income now. So there's not like this thing of maybe it'll work out, maybe I'll, maybe it won't. Hopefully it'll be okay. It's it's no, it is going to work out. You have to steer into success. So showing up massively, doing the tasks that are focused on deals and client generation. Uh, was very much how I started things. And and really, the LinkedIn story, which started 2018, um, simply was an evolution from what I was doing at the very start, which was off Facebook. Um, so I started on Facebook. I got into groups where there are business talks going on. So people are posting about business, things like that. And I just got into the comments and got into the dms and i showed people i could help them with things and you know had ideas and so on and when i gave enough value that someone said hey that's a great idea or i'd never looked at it like that that was my cue i would pivot people to calls and i would sell them coaching essentially i would sell them some time with me each month on a retainer and um in return for my um, experience on how to close sales because many of these people are running businesses without any inbound uh, or sorry any um, clients um, I help them make money of course which in turn help perpetuate working with them so that's really much very much what I did then if you get to 2016 it was adding Instagram and doing the same but 2017 I noticed I really like picked up on the fact that LinkedIn was just starting to do something and, and basically in August 2017, LinkedIn allowed video to happen because before then it was like you can upload a document, you can write a status, and that was about it. And suddenly, content felt like it was beginning to become a play. 
Um, so beginning of 2018, I started and here we are, you know, 2023, uh, <laughs> five years on. And it's just, um, it's a case of just all of the, all of the past stuff I've talked about and almost pretty much 20 years of, of experience in sales. But the other part is just consistency. I'm there every day and I'm always mm. keeping front of mind where are the people who need something and I'm leaning into that being the space where I play as opposed to followers or as opposed to, you know, building a, a, a post that makes maybe goes viral. I'm, I'm, I'm staying true to the bit that matters most, which is oxygen for my business. And that's yeah. cash. Um, hope that makes uh, something of a potted history of the last eight years or so. Yeah. That's, that's, I was going to say, it's fascinating. You don't often hear people going from corporate to Facebook in terms of kind of business or lead gen and then to obviously the, the normal normal moves kind of LinkedIn. How did it you was weird. that link to, yeah, to Facebook? I, I, tell me a bit more about that. So it was interesting. I, I mean, I, I my first roles outside of corporate were in corporate but as a consultant so i was an invoice then as opposed to employee and i was showing up a couple of days a week for different companies and i was teaching or doing you know sales management and stuff like that for teams that you know didn't actually pay someone full time so i had that kind of in the background but with facebook i was it was a case of thinking back then it was like well if you've got a business and you want to be online well then you should use facebook that was kind of the way of the world and we all had linkedin but it was kind of a blind spot no one really thought of it beyond a place for your resume or cv and for recruiters and that's kind of how it was culturally at the time so facebook seemed like the natural play but there's always a context context issue with facebook because there people are there to you know talk about their marriages and like their pictures <laughs> from a, a party at the weekend or whatever as opposed to to like hey i'm trying to build business but of course with that many users there are pockets of people who are trying to build business and i just kind of got into that space and i learned a lot about what social selling on online marketing looks like in in really some of the earlier days and um and it kind of blossomed from there but thank goodness for linkedin because life's a lot easier <laughs> <laughs> than uh we, we know with with that context of business in mind than, than facebook yeah no absolutely it's interesting because most people I think I can think of, I can name perhaps one other person I know who who, who started in Facebook, I think it was Marcus Chan, um, you know, in the yeah, sales world. And he, yeah, he, he moved across to LinkedIn as well. Um, but I love the point that you raised, and we've talked about this as well offline. Um, a lot of people, you know, going on LinkedIn, they can easily get it wrong by trying to build up a massive following, but none of that converting into actual business. Um, and that's something that I've <laughs> struggled with myself. So what message do you have for, you know, perhaps some of the um, creators that are uh, wanting to monetize their business, they're perhaps further back than they'd like to be? Um, how, how, give us sort of, you know, the lowdown of what they should be doing on LinkedIn and what they shouldn't be doing on LinkedIn. Mm. Well, the difficult thing is what I'm about to say goes against the prevailing narrative and prevailing narrative <laughs> is that you need loads of followers and loads and loads of visibility. And it's not true. That helps and it offsets not having as much talent or skill. So if you think about when I first started work, if you go back 20 years, I would make literally hundreds of phone calls every week to get one deal. And so what was happening is I was using volume to offset ability what happens is over time as you get better at selling you move to a place where you do a few calls and you close the deal 
and it's the same here. So what people are peddling as much as they can, because it's easy to sell it as a service, is how to get engagement, how to get followers, how to get reach, how to get profile views and, and engagement on your posts. But the thing that new starters need to understand, and I was doing this when I had 1,000 followers and now over 60,000 followers, it's no different, is you focus on the individuals, go deep with the individuals. So probe, get into the conversations with them. A disproportionately large amount of your time should be spent with individual people who potentially might be able to buy your service. You have to show you genuinely care about how they're doing. You have to spend time with them. You have to charm them. You have to demonstrate you're the expert in the room. And then you have to ask. And no amount of followers will get you deals unless you know how to convert them and, and how to take them through a process of buying. So people focus so much on improving their content or optimizing their profile, and they're ignoring the elephant in the room, which is that they don't know how to ask for a deal. And there's some basic sales rules that they should be following. It doesn't mean you have to be salesy or like a used car salesperson with all love to them. It's just you need to ask, you know, and you need to be... I'm, well, I'm being careful. You might have some listening. <laughs> but you need to be aware that, like... Like it's it's a case of like the individuals when they feel loved and like you are their superhero and you're the person who might make a difference. They're the people you need to spend time trying to get onto a call. And it's fascinating that I've worked with people who have over a hundred thousand followers and they still don't have any money and they go viral and they still haven't got any money. Yeah. And even if they get the odd deal, that deal comes about randomly. Every month or two, they might get something in their messages that says, hey, I've been seeing you, and I decided to step forward and buy. But the thing is, that's not sustainable for a business. What a business needs is a process or a system where you can enter the week on a Monday, knowing that you can put in inputs A, B, and C, and get output of deals at the end of the week. So you need to be able to craft a deal from the activity and the task you're taking each week. And that is not just posting and getting followers. It's spending time with people who might buy. The posts are the um, are the gravity. But when people are in orbit around you, you have to actually engage and convert. So I know I'm giving a big answer here, but for the I, I, as much as I can plead and beg people to really hold on to this, followers don't make money. Followers are only potential money. So you still have to engage with the with the individuals. Yeah, I will say when we're looking at that from a marketing standpoint, I do agree. It's you're looking at your reach, but it's not necessarily your conversion. So we call them like you know glamour or vanity metrics that kind of Indeed. get pushed a lot of the time. So no, I, I completely agree on that point. And now, yes. and now, kind of touching across kind of uh, both departments here, looking at sales and marketing, you've got the sales approach. Social media was seen as kind of a marketer's channel, but it's mm. definitely amazing for outreach. How do you mm. think the two could work work better to kind of utilize social media more, or kind of some of this um, development work you're talking about? It's, you know, it's such a good question. When I go back to when I first started work, it was sales, no marketing. Yeah. Then after a few years, it was sales. And, oh, look, there's that marketing lot. I don't even know what they do. <laughs> but every so often we get names. And But here's the thing. It's, it, for, for many people, they view the marketing department as a bunch of people who find names and connections and send them to, to, um, to sales. But here's mm -hmm. the truth. The way you work in the synergy is the marketing warms and sales closes. 
And I appreciate that there's a number of ways of doing it. And there's no wrong or right. There's what works for you. So if you want to mm. do full cold outreach with sales, good for you. But I would, having done both very, very well, what's clear is good marketing warms a prospect with the brand and with the fact that you're their superhero. They want to emotionally, they feel good about you, but they want to actually explore buying from you. And what that means in terms of the sales process is, and I have a saying, which is um, you should sell to people who are sold. And that's that marketing part working well. Mm. But what, what it means is that the sales part goes so well, they tend to not play game and they tend to not ask for money off. They tend to not negotiate because they see the value and that's the marketing part. So marketing is warming and I hate the word grooming because it's a bad connotation, but essentially it's making that set of people see you in the right light. <laughs> and the ultimate aim is for marketing to have an effect on an audience so they don't shop around. And when you get it right, you, you have people not thinking, for instance, I'm going to buy a new smartphone. I had someone, someone, one of my friends the other day said this, I'm buying my new iPhone. And there's, that's what it is. It's rather than someone saying, hey, I need someone who can help me with social selling. It's I need Richard Moore. And so there's no shopping around. It's just the right person. And that's the beauty of it. And, and if they can speak to each other, when you can see marketing, bringing people to step forward, inviting them to say, do you know what? In my time, I now feel good about you sufficiently. I want to take that lead magnet or put my hand up and ask for more information. Then sales can take it over. But sufficiently warmed the sales process should be incredibly straightforward and there should be no sense of intrusion or pressure because what we're working with is um a set of beliefs on the part of the audience that you're the right person for them before we actually start that kind of manual engagement and the sales part so without marketing it would be an incredibly difficult job for me uh, and thank goodness for warm inbounds but that only comes about because of the type of content i'm putting out and the kind of messaging and positioning i'm working hard to do oh i love it the effect on the audience so they don't shop around um you know yeah. you for the months that i've been following you richard and we've we've had a few conversations you you do really know your marketing stuff and you do know a lot about branding and you know now we're seeing sort of the rise of linkedin it's almost that um, you know, with personal branding, social selling, it's it's starting to feel like it's saturated. It's starting to feel like there's a lot of noise out there. Where do you think that the future is going? Like right now, you know, back then it was Facebook. Now, now it's LinkedIn. You know, there's obviously TikTok, there's Instagram, but that you know, we're seeing Instagram saturated as well. But and perhaps beyond social media, what what do you think that you know our listeners have to watch out for tomorrow? And where do they need to be? You know, what do they need to be thinking of? It's really, it's really an interesting one. Um, it's, it's still early-ish with LinkedIn. Um, and I don't think people need to worry too much what's five years down the line if they're in, trying to engage in this world now. They need to like get stuck in and um, recognize that in the main, on LinkedIn, you have an incredible amount of impressions, like 10 figures, as in over 10 billion a week of impressions and only a few million pieces of content per week so essentially it's quiet uh, if not almost silent by comparison to other platforms in terms of the amount of content being put out so your ability to make noise is very good and i think 
the thing is there are there are trends all the time and there are macro trends and a macro trend at the moment is leaning hard into personal brand and authenticity and um tiktok style videos and things like that and and fun and and um you know getting people to love you for the kind of person you are and that will never really go away but what's really interesting is for me what i'll see is people spend so much time doing things like that that they often it's, it's just a classic example of the kind of thing that can be a positive distraction to the point where businesses start saying to themselves hang on, we're deploying so much resource and so much time into social media and social selling, and we're just getting nothing back. So it keeps me relevant because conversion is still an art that's required. And with the greatest marketing in the world, you still kind of need that sales process in mind, unless you're at the the level where, you know, people just, just buy. But very, very rarely is that going to be the case. Um, so I think... I think what that's really important to understand is that it's like getting stuck in now is a good idea. Be careful that you don't focus all in on just getting people to love you and being popular and being where everyone is. Be willing to let things go, let trends slide and stick in an area where you can really thrive and do well. I could be on all the platforms. It's best I'm not because me and the team can only do so much and there's no nobility in being on all the platforms if you can't do them properly mm. it's better to do one or two really well that's why i go if, if you think about what i could do on another platform i would i surely should show up in the same way as i do on linkedin and i simply don't see a sense in deploying all that time again to build a community elsewhere um at the level that at the depth i i do with with linkedin when there's so such riches here to to get into Everyone knows yeah. it's going to be different on that view, but I think it's really important to remember that right now it's a massive opportunity. Everyone is on LinkedIn. Everyone uses it still. There is that classic saying, marketers ruin everything. <laughs> and, you know, if, if the thing is, if you spend enough time around the same kind of people and, you know, you look at the same kind of content creators, there are floods of people coming into LinkedIn now and they're bringing TikTok vibes with them and they're performing seemingly really well because of course they're getting a lot of attention because hey it's way more interesting than a, a a dull white paper but ultimately does that convert is the question and convert really means get people to say i see this person in the right way i think they're right for me and then there's a mechanism or system in place to take them through a process to to then onboard them because again Likes and follows do not pay the bills, and you soon get to get a little bit scared when you start having to pay uh, to to feed yourself or pay your rent, and there's no money coming in. You know, it's really important to remember that. So, yeah. so like, just go learn, go learn the right stuff, not just being popular. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think it's quite interesting putting that point. It's it's work, working where your audience are and how you're going to convert them. It's that kind of persona and that research because, yeah. as you said, like LinkedIn's been very promising for you and it's kind of made a whole company out of it. Whereas mm. something like TikTok, you know, you've got a different audience and the way they're engaging might not ne necessarily relate or convert. So it, yeah. it's, it's a really good point. And it's something I know we do quite a lot in marketing when we're doing our persona building. You have the needs requirements, but also the channels where they're active. And if it is an audience or, say, kind of a business professional, they may not be scrolling through TikTok every weekend, as an example. Yeah, 
And if they are, they're viewing it through a particular lens. And if I may, just as a good example, the kind of people I tend to work with are in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, sometimes even 60s. They've done 20 to 30 years corporate. They tend to be coaches and consultants who are like, I'm really good at that one thing. I just need help with conversion. So for me to do a selfie at arm's length on my mobile is a great <laughs> idea if I want to get a load of people checking me out and seeing me as Richard and things like that. And that's good. And that will do really well. That's the false positive I have to watch out for. Mm. Instead, I've had a professional photographer at speaking gigs I've done. And so the selfie's there, but it maybe has a particular polish that is a little bit more um, attractive or, or speaks in a particular way about the kind of person I might represent to the demographic I'm targeting. So you're absolutely right. And we, we have to be really deeply aware. It's not what do we think will make us look good or even get in, uh, lots of engagement. It's what would the kind of people who would be our best clients mm. like to see us as? Like, who do we need to be for them? And like, I, I've just um, had a, um, a, a large deal with a... Um, uh, big blue chip business close recently and i just don't think they would have reached out if i'd come across in a different way despite the volume of views in there i think i, I think it's because of the way i present myself that is attracting them so don't follow the trends necessarily you need to kind of follow them with a filter for you know adding that layer of, of like well what would my clients want to see me as and, and it's hard isn't it because yeah you know people are People are people are looking at what's working in inverted commas and getting the most views. And what people tend to think is big numbers are good numbers in terms of uh, what's viral and so on. It's not necessarily the case. It's more nuanced than that, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is absolutely. And you know, there's uh, there's countless people who've who've told me you know their most viral post didn't bring any business at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's definitely something to. You're making me think now, Richard, because I've got an avatar. <laughs> an AI avatar on my LinkedIn sort of background now and I'm like oh it doesn't look very professional does it <laughs> maybe that's the perfect example yeah, yeah this AI thing right everyone's done it I did it too it was fun to do we get our AI versions of ourselves, and I posted I was doing my meta post uh, <laughs> kind of um, a post revisionist version if you like and I was like saying look we're all peak AI already and what's it saying if I put myself in here as as this kind of person instead it's like i'm down with the kids cool but is that the kind of people i'm trying to attract if it is brilliant if it's not well well why am i doing it and so it's really tough we have to constantly be asking ourselves how does this position us and what's the perception of us when it comes to the people i'm trying to target and i just have to not care as much about the other people um and and so if there's a there's a great example. One of the people I work with, one of my um, clients, she gets appalling engagement on her LinkedIn posts, like really paltry single digit number of uh, comments sometimes. But she absolutely crushes it. This woman is making multiple six figures as a solopreneur, and she's doing it simply because she's focused on conversion of the correct people. And it's amazing to see someone who's taken that monkey off her back of like, oh, but I must validate myself emotionally based on how many views I get. It's really quite rare. And, you know, it's a narrative to fight back against if we can. 
Yeah, I love it. And it's a great message, um, especially for our listeners, because, uh, you know, no one that, that we've had on the podcast has actually made this point. You know, that, that you know, don't sort of focus on the posting for the for the validation, and you know, focus on it for the business, focus on it for the sales. Coming to the end now, Richard, we ask our audience one takeaway tip that they can basically action straight away. Yeah, good question. Um, so you've like, got a hashtag as well, haven't you? Rich, rich tips. So there must, must I be have. A few, so I'm going to give you a rich tip. <laughs> I'm going to give you a rich tip, and, and let, let's let's make it relevant to that hashtag then. So um, involving the audience is the most powerful thing you can do. And people say content is king. It's not. It's community. And so that hashtag was created years ago from a poll I did asking my audience should i have a vanity hashtag and would you follow it and the answer was a resounding yes then it was like so vote for it what what ones should i come up with what one should i use and the audience came up with that and they voted for it and so of course then i was like well let's use that then and i got a bunch of followers on it and it, that became a thing i put in every single post and what i'm talking about is not posting content and and sitting up on your throne expecting everyone to come for you the more manual you are and the more you bother to go get down from your throne and go and get your audience and interact with them individually um the better you'll do great content making you miraculously get loads of money on its own is a complete myth and it is false and people who are peddling how to get great content written and that somehow it you know they're like don't worry about the conversion i'm sure you'll make money off it you've got to be incredibly wary so i i'm i'm sure you you won't have guests saying this but if you have guests coming on or if you hear a podcast or if you read a book or if you see a post where people are saying just get more reach or focus all the time on on getting better distribution or here's how you can work the algorithm or whatever and here's how your post can get more views be very very wary because what they're missing is that that that's only half the the interact the half the sorry half the the equation the most important thing is to work with the individual people and engage with them one on one so if i had to choose this is my final word on it if i had to choose between content only or engaging with individuals i would choose the latter because it's it's my it's my interaction with the single person that makes the difference when it comes to making a deal. I'd better, I'd, I'd rather have the clients than and not be known than be known and not have the clients. So there's something in there, hopefully, but that's where Rich Tips came from. I love it, Rich Tips. Yeah, um, absolutely brilliant. Like absolutely brilliant, and and it's you know it, it's now your view is almost like the contrarian take but you know I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying um thank you where can apart from LinkedIn um tell everyone uh, tell our listeners uh, Richard where they can find you well there's actually a brand new website coming out so if you go to the um that is going to be updated in the next few days I think when this is being released you'll probably it'll probably be good to go actually so the richardmore.com you can learn out a bit more about about me but yeah do connect with me on LinkedIn as well and as a thank you for having me on the show I'm, I'm more than happy to answer any questions uh, anyone wants to ask me I'm, I'm quite happy to do so so uh, come and say hello
Yeah. You, you you leave some really good um, LinkedIn audio messages as well, Richard. Like I do, I do enjoy that. Energetic, yeah. and I will say he's the man. When you talk to him, time just goes faster than normal. I've never had that with anyone. I, I apologise. I apologising for the aging uh, side effects. Then <laughs> <laughs> definitely, absolute contrary, absolute the contrary, Richard. Um, it's just it's you are so much you bring so much energy you are a superhero as you say it's been great having you on the show and um to all our listeners don't forget to leave us some feedback uh give us a rating and we'll see you on the next show